0: You are listening to Ranking Tracks, part of CKCC Radio, and now your host, Jeff Trelawitz. And welcome to episode number 15 of Ranking Tracks here on CKCC Radio. We are now going to go back to my wheelhouse, into my comfort zone. Uh, Last time we did Backstreet Boys, which is decidedly not in my wheelhouse. Uh, The reviews have been good for that, which I'm very happy for. But uh, yeah, this time, we're going to talk about a classic rock album that everybody knows. Everyone knows songs from this. There's no doubt about it. It is one of the best albums of all time. I am talking about Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell. And I'm just going to state off the record, I love the album. Uh, There's no ifs, ands, or buts about this. I'm gonna enjoy talking about this album. Uh, I'm also gonna drop a little bit of trivia on you for this album, and I'm gonna tease it right now, because when I first found out about this bit of trivia, I was blown away. So maybe I just was unaware of something. Maybe y'all know it better than I do. But on this album, there's a connection to the 1980s comedy, Night Court. Are you aware of that? I wasn't, so let's see. We'll we'll get to it when we come to the song that I'm referring to. So let's get into talking about Bad Out of Hell 1. This album was released in 1977, which is an awesome year, by the way, because, well, that's the year I was born, too. Uh, I'm actually older than this album, though. Because this album came out in October 21st, 1977. Uh, It was produced and recorded throughout both 75 and 76. And then all the way through 77. It is seven tracks, which is probably the shortest one of the albums we've talked on the previous episodes of this podcast. And it is 46 minutes and 33 seconds. It was released by two different labels, the Cleveland International and Epic Re- Epic Records. There was a little bit of a controversy between the two as well, as Cleveland International did not think Epic did enough to publicity to publicize the album. In fact, there were several lawsuits involved. We're not going to get into the the, the nitty gritty of it. I just find that fascinating. According to Wikipedia, there are three genres of this album qualifies for i'm gonna add a fourth one just because to me it makes more sense it is hard rock i don't see it that way it is pop okay i could sort of see that one and it, it is progressive rock it, that to me is a very strange term so like i said we're gonna just call this classic rock it is one of the best albums like i said out there i am a huge meatloaf fan so yeah, I'm going to enjoy talking about this one as well. There were, out of these seven tracks, three of them were released. And I think that they are the three most popular songs off the album. The one thing you always know about Meatloaf is the fact that his songs tend to be very, very long. Uh, for example, the longest song off this album is 9 minutes and 51 seconds. There are two other songs off of it that are at least eight minutes. There are two songs that are at least five minutes. And then there are two songs that are the, the babies of the group because they're only four minutes long. That's for most uh, artists. That's a long song, but for Meatloaf, nope, that's one of the shorter ones. So, yeah, let's go ahead and we're going to get started talking about Bat Out of Hell. And we're going to get started with the seventh song off the album, which is also my seventh favorite song off the album. And again, there there are no bad, al- bad songs off this album. Everything is enjoyable, everything you can listen to, depending on your mood. And we're going to talk about For Crying Out Loud. And this is a ballad all about uh, just trying to... Try to tell the person how you really feel. And so the lyrics include, I was lost till you were found, but I never knew how far down. I was falling before I reached the bottom. I was cold and you were fire. I never knew how the pyre could be burning on the edge of the ice field. It is the quintessential ballad. It is very slow. It is very methodical, very melody driven. it's just it's a deep song uh it kind of changes paces in the middle of it when i was listening to it earlier it went soft for a while and i I actually had to look to see if like the song was over or what had happened because there's a couple of seconds in between the the different uh melody changes where it goes silent and i like i said i honestly thought that the song had ended uh Again, it's not, like I said, there's no bad songs off the album. This song is a very different approach for Meatloaf, So it's definitely, uh, it's a sweet song. Of course, there's going to be sweeter songs off the album. And then there's a ballad, which really shouldn't be a ballad. But we'll get to that when we get to that. So my seventh favorite song off the album is actually the song that ends it and it's called For crying Out Loud. And then we're gonna talk about the first song off the album, which is the title track, which is Bad Out of Hell. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the old VH1 series, Storytellers. It is an awesome uh, series that they did where it's basically telling you the uh, meaning behind each song. So it's basically, it's a concert by one artist very stripped-down versions of the song. Uh, and I, I absolutely love the Meatloaf Storytellers. And in that, he talks about his relationship with songwriter Jim Steinem, Steinman, who is synonymous with Meatloaf. And one of the things that you know about Jim Steinman, according to uh, the Storytellers episode, was a lot of the songs that he wrote were originally intended to be part of a musical version of Peter Pan that Steinman was writing. It's a sci-fi version of it, and this song was one of them. And so some of the stories that you hear from Meatloaf on the Storytellers album are phenomenal. Uh, Like I said, this was supposed to, this is inspired by Peter Pan, which is a weird way to to get a rock uh, inspiration. But some of the greatest minds just work that way. For me, this song is all about needing a break, needing to get away, needing to just start over. And so the the lyrics of the song go, The sirens are screaming and the fires are howling way down in the valley tonight. There's a man in the shadow with a gun in his eye and a blade shining oh so bright. There's evil in the air and there's thunder in the sky and the killers on the bloodshot streets down in the tunnels where the deadly are rising oh I swear I see a young boy down in the gutter he was starting to foam in the heat I mean this this just paints such a dark picture and like I said it's all about needing that escape it's needing to get out needing a fresh start and needing to do it fast because you need to get out of there like a bat out of hell and I, I think it, again I, I like to talk about songs being relatable and I honestly think everyone here can understand the meaning of that needing to have that fresh start needing to fly away like a bat out of a hell bat out of hell as quickly as you can go the next song up is the fourth song on the album it is the itty-bitty shortest song off the album at four minutes and 19 seconds the song is called all revved up and no place to go and again it's a perfect analogy of needing a change, needing to do something, needing to get out and have some fun, needing that experience, yet you know there's nowhere you can go. Uh, Again, it's, uh, it's a perfect metaphor for what a lot of people are going through right now with the pandemic. You need to get out. You need to spend time with people. You need to go places. You're all revved up, but you know there's no place you can actually go right now because of what's happening in the world. I personally would love to hop on a plane right now. I would go to Florida in a heartbeat. Not gonna happen because it's not safe. So again I understand the all revved up and no place to go and it doesn't even have to involve getting on a plane. It could just be going out to eat or taking a day trip or something and needing to spend time with people but there's no place to go and no one to spend time with. And again, it's it's a great rock song. You could also view it as having some uh, sexual innuendo to it as well, which I would not honestly be surprised because, let's, again, let's look at a certain song that we will be discussing in length a little bit later in this podcast. So you know that there's that possibility that he is talking more about needing to get laid. I mean, let's, let's, let's just put that out there right now. Especially when you take a look at how the song opens. Every Saturday night, I felt the fever grow, all revved up with no place to go. Do you know what it's like, all revved up with no place to go? Well, I was nothing but a lonely boy looking for something new. And if you were nothing but a lonely girl, but you were something something like a dream come true. So yeah, I mean, there, there's no doubt what this song you know you could look at it as one way you could look at it as another way but really the the more you look into it it's pretty clear what the song is about and while the first three songs that i've talked about are good songs they're not the quintessential meatloaf when i think this album there are the next four songs are what i think of and I, I've mentioned this several times throughout the different podcasts. I could easily interchange all four of these songs. They are that good and they are that close. So we're going to get started right now talking about the third song off the album, but my fourth favorite, and it is the second shortest song off the album. I'm, of course, referring to Heaven Can Wait. Without a doubt, this is probably one of Meat deepest songs and I'm not even going to begin to try to tell you I know exactly what it's about because I don't uh it's clearly dealing with death in some form uh again this is from Jim Steinman's Peter Pan musical and I really hope one day they actually release it because I just I'm so curious on that but that's another story so let me just give you the lyrics heaven can wait And a band of angels wrapped up in my heart will take me through the lonely night, through the cold of the day. And I know, I know, heaven can wait. And all the gods come down here just to sing for me. And the melody's going to make me fly without pain, without fear. So clearly the guy in the song is dying. He's trying to prevent it as much as he can. Maybe he has unfinished business here on earth, but he knows that he's not long for this world and he's trying to hold on with every ounce of his strength but it doesn't sound like he has a lot of strength left and again it's just it's such a beautiful and haunting song and I, I just it, again it's such a great song I absolutely love this song it is so just emotional. And I think because the song is so stripped down, it's just him and a piano. There's not a lot of instruments behind it. It's just, you can feel the anguish in his voice and it's just, it's haunting. There's no other way for me to describe the song but beautiful and haunting. The next song off the album is the second track on the album. And it is my third favorite song off the album. You took the words right out of my mouth. Hot Summer Nights. And this this song is so weird and fantastic and awesome. Because it's the opening narration has absolutely nothing to do with the actual song which makes it even better and I absolutely love the opening to the song so I'm gonna pause here just to listen to it for a second time because I love it that much on a hot summer night would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses I mean it's just it's the the imagery alone is great and I I teased the uh the night court connection also is involved in this song as well so perhaps that will uh give you a little bit more but yeah absolutely love the intro and as as much as i love the intro i also love the song as well it is a pop love song i mean there's no other way to to look at it other than it is one of the most pop classic rock love songs that there are that there is It's one of those songs that, again, I don't necessarily even need to read you the lyrics because you know the chorus. There is no doubt when this song comes on, it's hard not to sing along because the the chorus is that well known. And then you took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, it must have been while you were kissing me. You took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, I swear it's true. I was just about to say I love you. I mean, again, you talk about a very relatable song. We have all been there. There's no doubt we, every single person who's ever felt the emotion of love knows that feeling of kissing that person and just feeling that spark right there. So, absolutely love this song. I could listen to this song on repeat. That's, I mean, I could almost listen to the whole song, the whole album on repeat, to be honest with you. But, Uh, As far as, for me, like I said, it's the top four songs. And we just talked about song number three. And song number two I teased earlier as well as it being a love song that really shouldn't be a love song because, you know, it's kind of not really. But, again, I think it's a relatable song that a lot of people can feel. And it is uh, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. And what makes the song relatable is the fact that Uh, you know again if you've ever felt the emotion of love there is no doubt about it you have been hurt at one time or another and so it is easy to if you've been hurt especially in the you know right before your last relationship it'll be really easy to then turn around and hurt the next person because you've been there and we try not to be that icy cold person that you know reflects back on our last relationship but sometimes it's hard not to and again some of the lyrics on this are hauntingly beautiful and almost inspirational in a way and then some of them are almost humorous at times and all i can do is keep on telling you i want you i need you but there ain't no way i'm ever gonna love you now don't be sad because two out of three ain't be ain't bad Now, don't be sad, because two out of three ain't bad. You'll never find your gold on a sandy beach. You'll never drill for oil on a city street. I know you're looking for a ruby in a mountain of rocks, but there ain't no Coupe de Ville hiding in the bottom of a Cracker Jack box. Again, very poetic, very deep, very moving, but also very sad. Now, this song was one of the three released singles off the album. It... Did very well in the U.S. It was number 11 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It was 31 on the Adult Contemporary and was number 9 on the uh, U.S.A. Cashbox, whatever that is. Uh, It was released throughout different countries as well, including Australia, Canada, New Zealand. And that leaves just one more song left. It is my top song off the album. There was no doubt at any point what it would be. I'm, of course, talking about the rock opera, the quintessential Meat Love song that is a staple. It is awesome. It is amazing. There's, it's one of those songs, again, that I can honestly listen to over and over again. I'm, of course, talking about Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Now, there are very few times I could tell you the exact moment I heard a song. Paradise by the Dashboard Light is one of those times. I remember it was probably, I was probably about 11 or 12 years old, and I was going to a summer camp with a good friend of mine who, growing up, was like a sister to me. So we were, our parents were driving us up, and she proclaimed that this was her theme song which for a 12 year old to say is kind of weird and she wanted to play it for us and so yeah it i i just sat there and just my jaw dropped as i listened to this song that is in many different parts it is not you know a straight shot song uh And it's got some very interesting other people on the album starting with Phil Rizzuto the uh, baseball play-by-play announcer for the Yankees and also the Night Court connection that I keep referring to because the woman that he duets with on the uh, let me sleep on it part of the song is an actress that was a main character in Season 2 of Night Court. Her name is Ellen Foley. Uh, like I said, she was on Night Court. She played the district attorney that would be eventually replaced and it would... And so it was... Oh, sorry, she was the public defender, not the district attorney. District attorney was uh, Dan Fielding. But yeah, she played Billy, who was the... Uh, Public Defender, Billy Young, for season two. And, yeah, had no idea that... And I grew up, Night Court is one of my all-time favorite shows, so when I found out that it was Billy as the voice singing about having sex with Meatloaf, my mind was blown. And I didn't find out about this until more recently, so... But, uh, again, I absolutely love this song. I can listen to it over and over again. It is a a, a fun song, but again, it's not because it's, you know, when you actually take a look at the lyrics and this guy's basically desperate to sleep with this one woman and she's not a horrible person or she is a horrible person. So he just he doesn't want to all he wants is sex, but he basically says he wants to marry her because that's the only way that she'll sleep with them. And then he's just like, I cannot wait for you to die. And again, I'm, I'm not going to read you the lyrics because we all know this song, but I absolutely... This is just such a great song. And so that is my review of Bat Out of Hell, won by the great Meatloaf. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Do not miss the other shows here on CKCC Radio, including the number one show on the network. It is The Nerd Table. New episodes will drop at 7 a.m. on Monday. Uh, this week they're going to do a very special Halloween episode, and next week they're going to do a uh, a crossover with Wrestle Talk because Chris is going to have his Wrestle Talk partner Dan Peck as they talk about all the movies that feature wrestlers, and then after that they're going to have another guest host. That's going to be me. I'm going to talk about paranormal stuff and its impact on nerd movies and tv shows and things like that uh if you are a fan of this podcast check it out there is a i have created a new spotify playlist under jeff trell it is all the number one songs that have been voted by me as the number one song off each album so every week i will or every two weeks i will update it with a new song to it so check that out if you're on spotify Check out the other great podcasts here on CKCC Radio as well. And, uh, yeah, check that out. Thank you for listening to uh, Ranking Tracks. My name is Jeff, and uh, have a good one, everybody. In two weeks, I'm breaking format. It's not going to be an album. I'm just going to talk some of my favorite Halloween music because it is going to be October time. And I don't normally do this, but it's my podcast. I can do what I want. This is a shout-out to my friend who is the biggest meatloaf fan I know. Hope you enjoyed the episode, Jen. All right. Enjoy. Hi, right, everyone.